0: All right, welcome back to Uni Sharks. I'm here. Uh, this is Mako Shark, hosting again with Lemon Shark and Hammerhead.
1: Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into it. Me of the week. So uh Lemon monitor Me of the week.
2: <laughs> this one really got you laughing, but um, like <laughs> yeah. stumbled across this... <laughs> So there's this video of like this dog that's just like barking, like a really weird bark. It's like sounds like an opera like bark. is like
1: oh, 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 and like <laughs>
2: someone took it and like added like background music to it and like then also another picture another like re- reaction re- reaction of like some dude crying at like a concert theater and like I don't know it the longer you watch it the better it gets for some reason. <laughs> I wish we could play the audio of it as part of this recording
3: because it's
1: you can get
0: like the gist of it just off the audio alone.
3: Oh, right. I, I think Lemon did a really good job <laughs> acting out of that dog. dog
2: <laughs> like my opera like dog impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's our meme of the week. Um, Hammerhead, do you want to talk about the honorable second or honorable mention?
3: Yeah, sure, sure. sure. So it, it's along the lines of the ever popular Pitbull versus toddler memes for some reason. But you know, of course it's always the ninety pound princess named Pitbull. But it's of I think it's of the newer Jurassic Park movies. So that what it is? Yeah Jurassic World. Oh Jurassic World, thank you. And it's a guy's like shooting a shotgun at it. <laughs> it's like a five five year old trying to stop the Pitbull with his Nerf gun. <laughs>
2: And like yeah, the T Rex, whoever it is, just like eats the person. <laughs> yes. <yeah. Yeah. laughs> and I've got a good laugh out of me, too.
0: Yeah. So Pitbull versus Toddler is like a genre right now? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I get it a little longer, but. All <laughs> of them in community.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: uh All right, so moving on to the topics, I'm going to hand it off to Hammerhead. What have you got
1: for us?
3: All right, so my topic, uh, I was introduced to it. Well, everyone's been seeing it around if you're on any social media platform, Uh, but it's specifically on AI art and its effects. And I just kind
1: of, I think I actually asked you a well-written out care, uh, question.
3: Let's see where I put it. Oh, yeah. What's your opinion on AI-generated art and its effect on the art community? Um, so I'll, I won't ask you guys about it, about your opinions about it, but I also asked five of my artist friends their opinions on it and they all said it's okay to share what they said on the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'll probably do that after you guys if we have time but any ideas or thoughts on ai art
1: uh for me like i don't immediately mind it that much
3: because i'm not an
0: artist but I guess when you look at one, of course, you know, people can still enjoy art for themselves, and I'm sure they'll post their own unique handmade fan art and all that, and, you know, they'll enjoy it. Other people will love it too. But I think a bigger issue is whether it'll affect professional artists. Because, uh, I mean, earlier we were watching a video that Hammerhead sent us about AI art. And so far, all I knew about was just, you know, the memes where it's like, oh, I typed Doom and it, out a bunch of bubbles that vaguely look like Doom Guy. So that's what I thought it was. But then looking at some of this AI generated art where it's stuff like the program takes some inanimate object and turns it into a full on drawn out anime character
1: with a background and everything, I'm like, holy crap. Like well, yeah, that could like potentially in the future
0: as it gets better, that might affect, you know, concept artists and Design teams, whose
1: job it is to come up with that kind of stuff from scratch.
2: Yeah, for real. I think that there's still going to be jobs for artists in the future, but I think with AI art, it's going to make it a lot more competitive. Like, there still be this niche people that hire like real artists to like hand make stuff because AI art still takes a little bit of like um, an effort to make. Because Hammerhead and I were trying to come up with a new like um bunch of new picture for our uni sharks podcast and there's some mixed results from what we yeah. did in the ai came up with some pretty cursed cursed stuff yeah. <laughs> like yeah the camera had typed a majestic shark and it showed like a shark like floating in the air above the sea but like it had like four sets of eyes it had like an extra set of eyes where the nose is supposed to be for the shark and the fins are all weird and it's just yeah, like yeah, the AI doesn't really learn what a shark looks like yet, I guess. But um, <laughs> and just some weird stuff. And I, I've I've been messing around with AI art a little bit too, because like I'm an artist and I I like to draw. And I'm not a professional, of course, but I enjoy drawing for fun and whatnot. And it's kind of fun doing it. But at the same time, like it's hard to get the AI to do what you have in your head. Like I feel like if you can get to the point where like, you can plug like a cord into your head and like it'll spit out an image directly from your brain into the screen. That would be like the game break, but like, I still feel like um, AI will, well, I don't know. It's like, it still, still could be a useful tool. You know, it won't replace the artist necessarily, but it still be like a n- nice tool. Um, the only issue I see with like AI art itself is that um, when you put in someone else's artwork in there without their permission and they create like a art piece set off that, because the way some of these art programs, you can t- you can type in the style of a certain artist, and then AI will like go searching the internet and it'll, like get all these uh, reference photos from this artist, and then it'll use that artist material to create like its own image based off that art style. So like, yeah, you p- you pick like Van Gogh, and it'll go through all Van Gogh's stuff, and then it'll create something similar to that. In a way, it's kind of like stealing their artwork without their permission, like. A lot of artists I follow on Instagram talked about, it, and they said that AI art could be a cool tool to help. You still need like still need artists to, like kind of like work with it and like adjust the AI art to fit what you needed to fit to make it more specific. But um, if it uses like the artist's um, artwork without compensation, like then that's kind of just like plagiarism or stealing. Because there's like a similar uh, music app program where like. It'll take like a bunch of music and like create something similar to like what you put into it, but the app is set up to that only uses royalty free or compensates royalty-free music samples and it it compensates the artists to put in the music samples. So if there's a way for like the AI art to like compensate like um, artists who do put their artwork into it, I think that'd be okay. But yeah. But let me tell you guys, though, I'm really glad now because when my first started college, I was really tempted to, like, study art because I enjoy art and like, be like, oh, I'm going to pursue as a career and, like, study art for- as a college degree. Like, I'm really glad I didn't do that now. <laughs> like, I'm <just> like, up <laughs> Kevin. Would... Like I said before, like, I don't think I'll completely replace artists like completely. Like, there'll still be niche jobs out there and there'll still be some people who want to hire an actual artist to, like, create stuff for them. But that's going to go down, like, way significantly if people can use AI art, you know?
3: yeah see i just have i thought about that actually um and uh, there is that big concern of it replacing artists um but i I also don't see it replacing animation art at least in the upcoming future um for you know imagine if ai tried to make avatar the last airbender Right. It, it wouldn't work out well but you know if you're just wanting a still picture it definitely could threaten that um
0: yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised though if they do start working on programs where you kind of tell it what you want the scene to be and it starts trying to set it up a certain way yeah although even then i guess you would probably have, to have artists come in because it's probably not going to get it Done perfectly the first time, so you'd probably have to
2: have someone come in and kind of correct it here and there. Yeah, that's my thoughts too. Because like, I don't think it's going to completely replace people. It's just going to make it so they don't need as much manpower. Like, I think AI art would probably be really a good tool for like comic artists. Because like, some comic comic book artists or comic webtoon artists, like they have to draw the same thing over and over again. Like, imagine if there's a way to like have them put in like their own character. Then they're like, okay. Print this character out you know and and like a lot of digital tools like a digital art tools kind of do this already like Mm -hmm. a lot of people like they use 3d models and they just trace over it you know and and they just like there's also like a autofill color coloring like you know like they just tap something and autofills click clean the form like it just it's just a way to speed up the process you know so that's kind of the way i view ar it's like a way to speed up the process but if you use it solely just to replace artists like it's not going to be as good because like for example, that video I showed you guys, um, I sent to you guys. Um, there's this AI program that takes like pictures and like old tournament into like anime characters. And like one person that I was going through it kind of mentioned how um there's some the AI art is really good, like it looks really cool, but it kind of took the soul out of the original picture. Like there's a picture of Dwayne Jock or Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Like he's doing the eyebrow thing, look at the camera. So I put that through the AI thing, it turned into like an anime character it was really funny but like it gave him like a really like boring like expression like it just gave him like really flat eyebrows and just kind of like a blank stare and just like the general like neutral anime face you know mm-hmm. like it didn't give him any expression or like that and he said like how it kind of took the soul out of the original picture so yeah it it look really fancy and look really cool but it won't have like the soul behind it you know and the ai it's not it's not necessarily like creating art by itself it's still having a human prompt create, you know, like it's still being steered by a human mind, so, so yeah, like I still like, have oh, go ahead, go ahead uh, make up
0: uh, I was just going to say, so you feel like it could be used to complement an artist instead of replace
1: them
2: yeah, as I'm, as I'm thinking it's like the same thing with digital art too, like um, a lot of people can compl- say that digital art isn't real art because you computer, like there's so many hacks that a, a digital art do versus into traditional, like Using the undo button, using the blending tool, and also using like just tracing over a 3D model, you know, it's like people can say those are like cheap tricks and not real artists, but of course, there's still artists out there. But the only issue with like the AI art st- is like it's stealing other people's art and like re- re- basically copying its style, you know, that's where yeah. the issue is. So, yeah, and there's a few artists I follow that do that, have that same opinion. That's kind of where I got it from too. Like this one comic book artist I really like, she posted a picture like of that. And she said, like, I think AI art would be a really good tool just to like, find a way to compensate the artists if they are using the data set. Don't play dry. So that's kind of my opinion on it. Yeah.
3: No, I, I actually really like that um, idea that you had to make the AI art only use the art that's been inputted, um, such as it, it could possibly use art that's already in museums, for example, that's for the public um such as the vanco and everything or that compensation idea that's actually not that bad but uh, so i i think i mentioned this already i asked uh, a few of my artist buddies their opinions on it as well and a lot of them were actually really similar to what you're saying um, but a couple of them had a little bit different, and I actually like that uh, viewpoint as well. So, most of them, I won't read word for word exactly for all of them. Like, um, one of this ones is you know, digital artists and after user work, they just get uh, their work is like they've said eaten and then spit back out basically to this this art that's being spread around. Uh, where the other ones go. I sent too many memes to everyone, so my
1: my mess gets so shoved around. Okay, here here's this one.
3: And they're saying so it's not good for the community, but it got bad when people started putting existing artwork already in it without permission. (coughs) Excuse you. Thanks. Um, But, and they were saying the reason why it wasn't hated until now is because most of it was used by using like photography or oceans and mountains and backgrounds. And they were using that kind of what Lemon was saying to quickly make background pieces and artwork. And I guess the program they were using was Nvidia AI. But then like you said the before it was people's previous artworks getting stolen. Which these other ones? Oh yeah, this person wrote a lot. How <laughs> <coughs> oh, it's been too easy, to get abused, um that it, they're they're they were saying it will drastically change the industry, um making conventional artists lose their jobs or get their payments lowered uh so even because there's already companies that don't prioritize about it and they'd rather have something that's pumped out instead of super good quality
1: um. It's it and probably oversaturation. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, where's that last one? Okay, actually, this one
3: um was actually a good opinion. That uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> I'm saying like all the <laughs> ones are trash. trash. Okay, no um they're They're more a positive for opinion. they're saying it was it's definitely good if it's in the good hands, so that's that's their line that you have to cross, but obviously, they don't support the art theft, which is the main problem, and that like you also mentioned there lemon, this person was saying they saw on Twitter that it just <laughs> stole someone's entire art gallery I'm sorry i'm not, I'm not trying to laugh. Um, And then the artist, I guess, complained to this person and had the audacity to tell them to go screw themselves. (laughs) So apparently uh, it's it's creating conflict. But uh, they also put out their opinion on the cheaper, the better, the faster it is, the better for consumers. You know, not so much the people that are
1: and the effort for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In a way, um AR, AI art has been here for a while, just longer than we realized. Like even like in the form of um uh filters on like Snapchat or Instagram, like there's these art filters that you can turn yourself into like an art piece or anime character. They've mm-hmm. been around for a while and like it's been like the technology's been there for a minute and even mid-journey, like these AI programs, they started like a couple months ago, um, but it just hasn't been a, a, mm-hmm. hasn't been what's the word? It's been starting to get abused recently, which is why it's getting ours mad.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to go back to a point that you made, Lemon. Um, when you're talking about the expressions, and I've noticed that that's very true. And I haven't seen Alessio's already made from someone else's art, but when it's made, for example, the anime filter, when it's made from something else already, you never see a smiling face. It's always that blank expression.
2: Yeah. And like, that's why I was saying before, like how AI art, it's like, it looks really fancy, it looks really cool, but it doesn't have the same soul, like, doesn't have the same expression and soul. And I think that. There'll still be people out there who recognize that, like Archon series and all that. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think if it just takes away the face, or apparently in another aspect, the guy's whole entire body makes <laughs> it into a suitcase. Uh,
1: suitcase. <laughs>
3: <a> <laughs> um, it, it will progress even more. But, I oh, don't know. I'm I'm hoping that AI art sticks around for a little bit. But is used properly as the more, what's the word I'm trying to think? Not necessarily concept art, but you know, like the art that they make and then they put on the finishing touches to actual art that people want. And so there's still a need for a human touch. Uh, Just kind of like in any industry, you don't want to just take out humans, even though it is. Quote unquote efficient, you never get like a true good
1: um, piece of artwork.
3: Yeah, piece of artwork or
1: product. Yeah, kind of like that
0: uh, picture of the rock you mentioned. I like it was looking kind of soulless. Like it would, you know, the example of digital AI, art AI being used well would be if. You know, it made that painting, and then the human artist took it and kind of
1: added some finishing touches and fixed it up, so it did look good. So it did look like it had some soul to it. <laughs> some R and B. Excuse me, but I
3: don't know. It, it's a tough situation to say we're not through that, but it would be nice too have it properly, you know, in order.
1: Yeah, it would need, like, some regulation, but then, you know, who do you put in charge of that? I
2: did. I, I remember taking a robotics class in college, and the instructor talked about, um, what's it called? He said that um, when AI t- completely takes over the human's job, it usually fails. Like, you talked about how they use AI to, like, try to pilot um a airplane, but it kept like crashing the airplane. But I said that um but once you like work with the human and have like a AI assist the human rather than replace the human, that's when you get the best results. Like it makes the human more efficient and it's like as long as it's used as a tool and not to replace the person entirely is what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah it's kinda like <sighs> different topic, but the Tesla cars uh very similar situation where people were just falling asleep when it was driving it's like oh, i'll be okay it's like one i'm amazed to have that much trust in that and two they were getting accidents you know it wasn't registering people when it was dark out um when there was like a cone on the road it didn't recognize it for some reason and you know it just accidents happen
2: but yeah for reals yeah yeah i'm really curious to see where it's going to continue going though because it's like, imagine like 10 years ago, we didn't even like, if we didn't think this would be possible at this point, you know, like, I don't know, it's 10 or 20, even 20 years ago. Imagine like how far we've come technology wise. I'm curious to see what's going to happen like in 20 more years. Like I was looking through some comments and sections on YouTube about this topic. And one person boy, I was like in 40 20 to 40 years, Netflix is going to create like an algorithm that tracks your eye movement. And like. It's going to like change the story on a whim to like keep you engaged the whole time and whatnot. And like it's going to be in kind of like a drug or something like that. And I was like, dang, imagine like an AI that can like do that, like on the do animation and all that stuff. We were definitely not there yet, but like imagine like 20 years or so. Yeah. And also, another thing too, I heard that like uh, Bruce Willis, like he, I heard that he like, um, I didn't do much research into this, so I shouldn't quote me, but I heard that um, he, gave some sort of like license to like use his face as a deep fake after he dies so like after he dies like companies can like use him as a deep fake and like deep fake like um actor actress or actors his face like you know what i mean like um use his face and like yeah for movies in the future after he dies and i was like dang that's that's wild it's like wild to think about it like we're living in like i don't know like what type of dystopian like slash <laughs> future we're we going for you know and like it's just wild to think about like we're living in like in a sci-fi like futuristic setting already you know
0: this <laughs> is wild yeah, he just legally gave himself immortality <laughs> 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 well and i was also hearing this other concern that if ai can be used to generate art then maybe it can be used to generate voices so then maybe in the next 20 years 20 40 years you won't be voice actors anymore because we'll just have you know Programs that come up with the voices and do everything they need for them to voice characters in the future.
2: Well, they kind of do already. Yeah, like there's like I can't remember what the name was, but there's like this Japanese thing where like Hatsune Miku. They, <laughs> is that the is that the uh, what should we call it? The <laughs> vocaloids. Uh, yeah, vocaloids. Yeah, those scenes. Yeah. So like I heard about those, it's like, dang. but they don't really sound. You could definitely tell they're a robot, like for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I think but it's also- twenty years.
3: Yeah, Good. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, like you're saying imagine twenty years. Okay, sorry. Um but I I also think people like the charm of the voice of that robotic sound, and that's why they haven't changed it specifically for, for vocaloid. But I mean if you look at for example like Siri, it already has in a sense if if no one's ever heard of siri before and you put it in a a room with that person they would probably think that the machine's talking back to them with a real person
0: yeah or even cortana since they used
1: an actual voice actress as her basis (laughs) but you're saying they're lemon
2: um oh yeah that's right i remember that there's um there's also another genre of, like, sceners who, like, cover Vocaloid songs. And, like, they actually have pretty good followings, too. Like, I stumbled across a, a cool Japanese song. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Then when I was asking a Japanese teacher online to help me translate it, she was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a cover off a of Vocaloid. And they have a specific word in Japanese for, like, people who cover Vocaloid songs, too. So even though, like, so the Vocaloid even is, isn't is even, like, replacing the singer Like, the sceners are still they're, like working together, in a way. Make sense? Yeah. 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 There's
1: also, a, I guess, they are voice banks. Voice banks. Yeah. Huh. That. Um. Yeah, that's all I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was interesting to tell you guys though. let me tell you guys i was i got like really depressed like when that first came out like when i first heard about ar because uh part of me was always like this is a dream i had like maybe like i'll make a career of like doing art or something like that but when that came up i was like oh gosh but then i thought about it and it's like well i still enjoy art even though i'm not making money on it now and also what's stopping it from like being useful you know like i've always i always had the idea of like um Creating like a comic or something like that, but it was just too much work. I was like, well, maybe if AI gets good enough, maybe I can use that as a tool to create my, you know, create like a comic or something and save all the time to have to spend 10, 20 years creating like a storyline, you know, like mm-hmm. some of these manga cause yeah. and comic book artists. Like, I binged, I found this new comic book series that has been going on for like 10 to 15 years and I binged through it like in a week. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, dang, I binged through like this person's whole life whole work <laughs> in like a weekend yeah yeah, yeah. is daunting it's like well maybe AI AIR can slow that process down and people don't have to give up like 10 years of their lives to tell the story they want to tell you know so yeah. it can be used in a good way but that's my final thought on that for now
1: well okay right. actually
3: actually I, w- I want to go off what you just said they're limited just a little bit. Um, about oh, yeah. that that artist so you bring up the point that you know, make it easier for them for their story but it also makes me a little worried that we won't get as flushed out stories oh, you know, because yeah. like they can make it really quickly and then we're in that consumer of the consumer mind of instantaneous um like imagine i know people are Giving bad backlash to the Harry Potter author, but like if those all came out in two months instead of over the ten years, I don't think it would have been as.
2: I don't know how.
1: To... But it means like AI
2: is like writing story for them as more like
1: oh yeah comic, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: like comic stories like take a lot longer to tell just because you have to draw them all out and it takes forever like a lot of work you know. But I was yeah, to helping to speed it
3: up yeah and and that part that part I, I agree with it's more of they unless the story is already written out there's there's a a lot of authors that write their stories while they're still drawing out part of the or, their series, and i I just oh, don't yeah. want it to get rushed out the story wise as well as the art if that makes more sense,
2: yeah. This kind of goes along with uh, Mako's topic a little bit, too. Kind of like a... Uh, but yeah, hell let Mako bring that up.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good leeway, I guess, to go on to the next topic. Huh? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So my topic was something... Another kind of con- controversy or question that's risen up lately. It's, how do you guys think streaming is going to impact the film industry going forward?
3: And and just to clarify for listeners, because I was confused too, you're talking about you're talking about uh, movie streaming on movie platforms. Yeah, Disney or,
0: Plus. Yeah, like, Disney Plus Netflix. like for example, Up uh, was a fantastic movie and I was excited for the film or for the sequel, and then I found out it's coming out on Netflix for some reason. And I still like to watch it actually. So, or how uh, Pixar employees are getting upset
1: because the past two years almost all their movies have been put direct to, uh, straight to Disney Plus so
3: I I enjoy the streaming because uh, I think I mentioned earlier I'm, I have that con- instantaneous consumer mindset <laughs> um, actually not as bad recently I haven't watched anime for a little while uh yeah, I know. Shocking awe, shocking aw. Um yes. but I don't in, like it as well because like in a movie theater setting I turn off my phone and um. I don't have anything else around me, such as a ton of snacks that are very easy to grab uh i don't obviously you get the the food from the uh, movie theater but you know it's like oh okay i finished this now i'll go upstairs while the movie's going and i'll just grab another, another thing and you miss a few minutes um and then having the audience i know it, it's very fun to watch a movie with your friends um even if it's a movie they haven't seen but it's just something different to be in a movie theater type setting and yeah. I've talked to a few people and they have the same feeling, but I don't know if that's the majority.
1: Yeah. I mean, these articles I've been reading, cause you know, we've had the pandemic and then around the same
0: time streaming shot up because now everybody was watching movies from home. And then even after stuff started opening up, they're like, uh, oh, I don't want to risk going to a theater. So it's still, I was trying to, you know, wait for stuff to come to Disney Plus or Amazon or whatever instead of
1: going to the theater to see it. So and that's been especially prevalent with these movies because that's a big part of the ability. But uh, uh, I, <clears throat> I think I sort of like there are a lot of film companies that are
0: concerned and they're even trying to get studios to promise them that they'll start putting movies back in the theaters because the pandemic was hard enough for them and now, you know,
1: still people that say no i'm just going to wait because some people actually came to prefer it you know like
0: sure you mentioned you get the experience and you know better quality and all that stuff less distractions but some people like the idea of how they can just sit in their pajamas make some hot chocolate and popcorn for you know 5 bucks and then watch the movie in the comfort of their own home Instead of going out and, you know, buying $15 popcorn
1: <laughs> on top of, like, $10 emission. Which can cost a bomb if you have a large family. Mm-hmm. So, but then I have also seen lots of people say, I miss movie theaters. Because, like, I remember,
0: uh, yeah, like, a few years ago, uh, Bullshark and I, we went to see Endgame when that came out. And then before that, me and some of our other buddies went to see Infinity War. So and it was just so much fun watching it with, you know, all these strangers and just knowing you shared something in common with them. Like the scene where uh, Thor comes down in the battle, like everybody was screaming, and cheering. I remember, I screamed out Thor, and someone on the other side of the theater yelled,
1: "God of Thunder!" <laughs> and
0: then, when he like jumps and you know, lightning fills the sky. We're like, oh. Uh, like it was just a lot of
1: fun. Like you get more energy with more people. Yeah. yeah so for me, like it—it it depends. If it's a big
0: movie like Endgame or Infinity War, yeah, I'd love to see it in the theater. If it's something smaller,
1: like uh, oh, I don't know, let's uh, let's say Black Widow, then
0: I'm okay just watching it at home. <laughs> no offense because <it's> Black Blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: you're you reminded me of two instances. So there's a time when um you you Mako and me and um why can't I remember her name? Oh well, uh, we went to go see
1: Star Wars nine. Oh, you remember that when it was at the dollar
3: theater and it was just us three? Yeah. And, and we still had a good time, and we, but it was very nice because we were just making fun of it the whole time. And you can't really do that too much in a, a theater situation, even though it wasn't the theater. <laughs> and then the other instance, lemon, I don't know if you remember, um, was it Eve? Was that the movie? Was the movie called Eve? When you came over for a concert and you stayed. Uh, it was Bell. Oh, Belle. We even recorded an episode too, if I remember. Right. <laughs> I Man,
2: did, how, yeah.
3: How many people were there in the theater? Do you remember?
2: I think it was just us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was anyone else there. <laughs> but
3: uh, it was still kind of fun, though having this giant screen and um, having all the sound effects and everything. And unless you have a lot of money, I think that's also something that's very nice to be in a theater situation. I mean, Obviously, you have good experiences if you have good headphones and everything. But it's kind of hard to have that if you're just downstairs and just on the couch.
0: Yeah. yeah, Like unless you have a whole surround sound setup. Uh huh. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I remember when we went, we went to go see. I think it was Infinity War again,
1: because one of our, uh, one of our buddies, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron, the bodybuilder.
0: He hadn't seen it yet, and you know, we and all of our group of friends were like, "Oh, you got to see it!" So we dragged him to the theater. <laughs> Robbie was sitting at the front yelling out stuff like, man, I can't wait for Superman to show up. <laughs> so, oh, but, you know, just screwing with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dollar theater. There's maybe like six people there we didn't know. So, uh, yeah, that was a great memory we made.
3: Well, I'm also thinking of some other experiences like when we went to go see Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, no, so yeah. That wouldn't have been the same if we didn't go to the theater. But one one instance it was fun, but it was also very annoying was Sonic when
1: we went to that. Because well,
0: huh? I was gonna ask what happened during Sonic. I'm trying to remember.
3: It was just a lot of people it's kind of a Robbie situation, except they weren't they're just it was very a lot of bad references. And it's like, okay, this is not the right moment. You know, just out of out of the blue.
1: Yeah. Don't that.
3: No? Okay. Now I'm just sound like a party pooper. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean there there's always tough situations with that. And it's like
1: Yeah. On I remember when Bull and I
0: went to see Endgame, like some guy tapped us on the shoulder and said, Hey, maybe next time don't talk for the entire movie. But oh we yeah, looked. At, we both looked at each other because we were like, "Excuse me." We whispered maybe a few things, three or four times. That was it. But since you know, oh, well, we just decided to play it cool and to say, "Oh, okay, sorry," and just walked away.
3: Yeah, easiest way to do it.
0: So, but I will like <laughs> going off that guy's apparent experience watching it with us. Like, yeah, we've had times where we go to the theater and. The person in front of us keeps talking, like either just just talking to their friend about random crap, or just describing everything that's happening on screen as we're watching it.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Or the person that just always asks, like, "What just happened? What just happened? (laughs) (laughs) What are you
1: talking about?" (laughs) A a sixty-foot. Why are you? (laughs) But now
3: going back to your original prompt. And in, in all honesty, I, I see people going to theaters going down drastically. Yeah. um, But it will, the, the movies that they put in huge budgets though, I expect around the same or maybe even slightly more um, viewing at movie theaters.
1: Yeah, like I haven't checked the numbers, but I'm assuming like uh, Black Panther is doing really well. Yeah, I believe so. Let me look. Isn't it Wakanda Forever? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's it. Um, let's see.
3: No, oh, yeah, it's not doing too bad. About. Uh, 770 hundred
1: sixty-seven point eight million. Oh yeah, that's
0: fantastic. Well, and yeah. of course, you now they're hyping up how Avatar Two is a theater-only release. So and stuff like that. So I feel like just based off like our conversation about it, I don't think theaters are uh, under immediate threat, but they may have to downsize just because yeah, there's not as many people using that to get their entertainment anymore especially with how much stuff Disney owns nowadays, you know, like a good chunk of what comes out in theaters is just going to end up on Disney plus within the year.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I will say, um, it will definitely depend on this current generation of parents. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, the parents of this time, a lot of them had to stay home cause of COVID obviously. And if they don't take their kids to theaters, their kids are just going to just grow up with the experience of just watching at home, or someone else's home and never going to go to the theaters. And then it's probably going to die out. But if people are on with more of the mindset of, well, we couldn't go for a while for obvious reasons, but I kind of want to go back, I'm going to take my kids now. Maybe not to every movie, just like how we grew up with. But I'm gonna take. So it's still more of a special, more enjoyable experience when they're older. They're like, oh, a new movie's coming out. Like, yeah, I can I can wait a month to watch it at home, or I can pay the extra and then watch it at the theater, and you know, maybe not pay for the subscription type. But who knows?
1: Yeah. In some
0: cases, it can even be cheaper to go see it at a theater. I remember Black Pan- <clears throat> or a Black Widow. I think you had to pay thirty bucks to get the right to see it. Dang. Yeah, so like for a family where you're probably going to be paying forty or fifty, that's a steal. But if you're just like a small group of friends or even just a single person, it's like, well,
1: crap. I would rather just go to the theater and pay ten bucks for it. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, it will depend on if parents in the here and now and in the coming during can decide if
0: it's, you know, if their memories of the theater are strong enough that they want to introduce their kids to it. And so far, I think, yeah. Um, like I said, I think at worst theaters, might just have to downsize. It might not go the way of the Dodo, but it may get... It may go the with the driveway drive through theater,
3: which is which are fun in their own way.
1: Oh yeah. How about you, Lemon? What do you think?
2: I kind of enjoy. I I like going to movie theater, but like um, I've been going to a lot of movies in the movie theater recently to like try to support stuff. But I don't know. It's kind of it's, hmm. I guess I'm just a little movied out because I've been going to a lot of movies recently. And um, <laughs> I think it's good to go to a movie um, that you want to go see. Um, yeah. It's the same opinion I have about like live concerts and stuff like that. Like, um, some of them just aren't worth it to go see. Like, the movie's good enough. Like, I enjoy it. Like, I went and saw Wakanda forever last week and I actually really enjoyed it. It was like, well, it's actually a really cool movie. But um, it depends on the movie, of course. Um, as for streaming, affecting movie industries i think in a way it might force the movie companies to actually be better rather than because it is now it's like people just watch stuff at home there's plenty of plenty of um streaming stuff to watch like it'll mean that um you only go to a movie for like you only go to the movie theater for a movie you actually want to go see that's actually really good so it's going to make these movie companies step up their game and try to create something that actually brings people to the movie theater so in a way, I think it could help. It it might increase the quality of movies, but at the same time, it might make it harder for newer newer movies to do well. But that's my thought. Also, another this kind of goes with the internet too. Like streaming, kind of like introduces just so much media all the time, and it's not just streaming itself; it's the internet too. But sometimes I just feel like just oversaturated with so much media. Like there's just so much media out there to consume. It's like not even funny. So. It's just kind of like overwhelming sometimes how much media there is to consume out there. Oh, yeah.
0: Especially once they start like diversifying markets. I remember when Disney Plus suddenly started adding all these Korean dramas and Chinese, uh, I don't know what you would call that, a comedy, I guess. Stuff like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. It, well, and they even started this, I think it's an original, it's like an Indian mythological adventure. I was like, holy crap.
1: There's so much
0: to choose from now.
1: <laughs> That's kind of why I have a hard time getting into shows because it's, it feels like each show is such a long commitment.
2: I kind of feel the same way about video games recently, too. It's just like, so many video games to choose from and each one's commitment, and it's like, I guess it just sucks being adults an adult and not having as much time to spend on that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I'm like, especially with all these live service games they have going, like, Overwatch is live service now, and Fortnite is live service, and, you know, you think, well, if I have to buy the Battle Pass, I don't have to bu- play these games, but then, you know, I actually have fun on them, and I'll add stuff that I actually want. Like, Overwatch just added a big Greek god-themed
1: thing for their Battle Pass. and like, wow, look really cool, and then Fortnite, Just added Doom Guy and Gerald. Is it Gerald or Gerald? It's Gerald. No. Yeah, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald Gerald from the woods. Oh, like crap! I want Doom (laughs) Guy.
0: So, and then on top of all that, Halo Infinite just added a huge update, and I guess
1: is finally worth playing after a (laughs) year. So it's like, yeah, market's really saturated. Yeah, I guess it's just consumer mindset nowadays. It's just
2: like they want quantity, not really quality as much anymore. Yeah. <sighs> These little markets here and there. Like, I guess it doesn't mean it means that people can choose what they want. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess
0: having too much to choose from is a good problem to have.
3: Yeah. Yeah, unless you have two hundred plus shows on your to watch list. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's here's a little question for you though. When it comes to streaming, uh, not necessarily new movies, how do you feel about people that watch shows or something in one point five speed?
1: One point five speed. Yeah. You can do that.
3: Uh, that's a I'd, cool
1: hack. I didn't think about that.
3: <laughs> not so much. I don't think like on Disney Plus, for, but for like YouTube, for example.
2: Yeah. That's that a really nice good hack. I, sh- <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I should start doing that. They're <laughs> so, watching
0: 5% faster than the rest of us.
3: Well, it's 50% faster, actually.
0: Okay. 50, yeah, 50% <laughs> faster. They're 50% into the future.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's oh gosh that's probably how the that's probably how the guys that um love spoiling stuff you know when like the mandalorian was coming out and people were like Douches. talking about the ending before like it's even finished it's like how he's like i watched it two times speed
2: <laughs> I'm gonna, it depends what you're watching i guess like if you're if it's a show you really like you don't really want to rush through it you know like if it's something you're really passionate about and you really like you probably want to want to rush through it but if it's like a i don't know if i'm watching something for educational purposes or informative i probably rush through it (laughs) you know like i oh yeah i did that same thing with like a bunch of like course works like i have to watch a video for um class or something i'm like i'm gonna watch it double speed i don't want to waste more time on that than i have to you know but
3: yeah they put like an eight minute video and it's like that's a third of an enemy
1: episode. <laughs> 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 well, we had a teacher.
0: Sorry, it's a quick story time. We had a teacher that we actually had to report to the school because uh, he would like give us hours worth of videos we would have to watch. And I was <laughs> like, we're not doing
1: this. So
0: <laughs> would like either fast forward through it or watch it at, you know, higher speeds or whatever. Just to get through it, take the quiz until we passed, and then call it good. And he got mad and said, like, You're not taking this seriously, and you're cheating, and that's against the honor code. So I'm going to take away this class's certification. And a member of my group actually talked to the D, de- or like talked to some relatives in the school. they like, like what? No, he can't. Well, he had like an, a relative that worked as a professor or something like that, just one of the staff. Oh, okay. So he had, he talked to him about it, and he said, oh, no, 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 he's not allowed to do that. So he, he went up the grid line until it got to the head of the engineering department. So and he talked to the teacher and said, under no circumstances are you allowed to take the certification away from this class. That is not your business. <laughs> the next, next week, the teacher tells us, like, oh, by the way, guys, if anybody has a problem with how I running the class, please talk to me instead. You don't have to talk to someone else about it.
1: You forced the hand. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's (laughs) wild. That was crazy. (laughs) Uh. All right. Uh, Do we have time for Hammer's topic?
2: i'm fine with it
1: uh
2: how are you no you mean lemons yeah yeah sorry lemons yeah it it, it kind of it kind of ties in with everything so my topic um i was thinking about like live concerts and like what you guys think about them because this past year or two i've been like getting really into like going to these concerts and going to go see them but recently i've gotten kind of burned out and just kind of like wondering is it really worth it because such money suck and time suck um i go to these concerts and um it just seems like so much time is put into it and time is wasted and it's a fun experience but then like just it's over as soon as it started it seems like but um i think my biggest issue is that i want there's a band i want to go see but um for some reason they're playing with like three other bands they don't really wanna like I understand why they do it. like um, they're trying to bring more people in and try to like get their word out of like these upcoming bands, too, like these opening bands. But I just find it kind of annoying. It's like I wanna go see a specific band, but yeah I have to sit through like three other bands performances before I can see that band I want to see. And I don't know. it's especially like how long it takes between sets, like the band goes. Then like it takes half an hour for them to set up for the next band and they play for like half an hour, then another like half hour. And like by the time you see your band that you want to see, you're at the con- you're at the event center for like four or five hours before you actually see the <laughs> band you want to go see. Yeah. I was like, I'm tired, I wanna go home.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well like how- Well, my my question is, so you you actually have heard these other bands before and you know you don't care for them.
2: Yeah, I mean sometimes there's there's been rare cases where like there's a band there's actually a headlining band coming in and like i only want to see the two bands that are playing before them so i actually just left after they're over i was like i'm, I'm done <laughs> and, like, it's, it's kind of funny too because like half the people i think half the people there were to see that opening band and like half the people left with me and it's like <laughs> yeah right showing these fools who who's the real goats or whatever you know but <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think my favorite concerts like I had really fun experiences at like for example Lindsey Sterling concert and like the band I went to go see up in Boise or northern Idaho I should say northern Idaho um they're it was cool because like I don't mind seeing like one maybe two opening bands but like when it's like three or four I'm just like oh my gosh like can you guys not I'm not here to see you <laughs> you know <laughs> but I don't know it's I don't know, like, it kind of makes me, like, I remember in high school, I was going through, like, that stage, and I was, like, really obsessed with music. I like playing piano and cello and bass guitar, and I was, I imagine it'd be so cool to, like, get into music and play and, like, music and go on tours and whatnot, but after, like, going to a few concerts, I was like, dang, I'm really glad I didn't because I don't think I can do <laughs> tours that much, because, like, it's so much work, and, like, after at the, towards the end of the song, towards the end of the set, like, you get kind of tired of the band, like, tired of the music. Like, I can imagine, like, just as an audience you probably get tired of listening to the same things over and over again but being a musician having to play the same songs over and over again you probably get tired of it so i'm like and also it's really intense some of these tours like i was looking at the tour schedule i'm like one band is like playing in salt lake city then the next day they're playing in denver like they only have like one day to, of rest between sets and i was like dane how do you guys do it but and also like these places are so overpriced like they sell merch that's only available like at these co- these concert tours which is cool but they oversell them with so much money and then you go to these these venues they don't allow any water or any like outside snacks to come in so like when you're there for like six hours so you're dehydrated and you need to get some water and like the water is like jacked up super expensive like it's four bucks for a bottle and whatnot and just such a time and money suck i'm just like is this really worth it you know but I guess it depends on like individual level. Like there's been some concerts I've been to where like it was definitely worth it to me, but that's just because the band that I was seeing meant so much to me. But I guess I went through a kind of a craze where I had a really good really good concert experience. So I decided just to buy up a, a concert that sounded cool to me. Um so I ended up going to concerts I didn't really care for the band that much and therefore it wasn't as good an experience, I guess. So it's just my fault for like I should only prioritize the concerts, the live events that actually wanted to go see but anyways i just think it kind of ties in with like the theater thing a little bit too because like if you go to a movie in the movie theater and like it wasn't that good of a movie like then it is kind of a waste you know like it wasn't really that good of an experience and you wasted a lot more money you could have just watched it on streaming and you know like not have as much done but, but yeah that's that's my topic and my thoughts what are you guys thinking about that
3: so i i, I like the part that you uh bring up about you know you enjoy it for a while then you're like it's time to go home type deal <laughs> and especially with music that's really tough because rarely do you get songs that are over five minutes you know that a lot of songs in an album are between like that three and four minute maybe even shorter length and I think the concerts or the performances that do really well or are more worth the time is when they try to entertain you differently than just their music, you know, they might try to interact with the people that are, are watching or they might bring in a guest or (laughs) even do a comedy type skit thing, you know? So it's not just them. Listening to their album and then leaving, yeah, they're they're good entertainers. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, those concerts, I think, are more worth it. My um, less kind of similar to the movie theater situation. If there's just a lot of hype going on at that concert constantly, um, with some breaks in between, then you're like, oh yeah, I just had fun the whole time. Then those ones are pretty, I would say, worth it.
2: Yeah, I think it depends on the how they sound and their performance. So like you said, too, it's not just them performing their music, it's also them interacting and whatnot. Because a couple of times I almost got stuck in a mosh pit, it was kind of scary, but <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> I actually got knocked over a couple of times, too. It was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm just, oh, well, it was only one time, but anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I think I just had a bad experience a couple of times where and once i saw the band, band like the headlining band was like that didn't sound that great <laughs> it's like and it's just like was it really worth it but i guess it depends on how it was too you know mm-hmm. my biggest yeah. pet peeve though is that it's like i'm here to see a specific band i want to see why are you making me sit through like four of the performances and like you can't just like go in and then leave the area and come back like once you leave they're not letting you come back inside again it's like
1: no no <laughs> But yeah, yeah I think for me, this might sound a
0: little snotty, but I kind of came to realize that I think I've liked classical music concerts more than rock concerts that I've been to <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I went to like I was in choir and not choir, uh
0: orchestra you know and yeah middle school and part of high school and stuff like that so we do performances and we'd also get to go to some and going to some it was really nice you know we'd listen to some beautiful music we'd sit back we'd be downtown denver you know it was a great time and then, but then one of my buddies took me to a rock concert and oh i hated it well i mean because like it I don't know if it makes sense, but it's like there was
1: the music was so loud, I couldn't comprehend it. Uh, if that makes sense. It was it kind of felt like the musical equivalent of having someone shove food down my throat, you know.
2: Wow, actually I kind of agree with that, even though I like heavy music and whatnot. These concerts I go to are really annoying because like they prioritize making like the guitars and Drums, everything's so loud you can't even hardly hear the singer at the time. And it's yeah. like, what's the point of even doing this? Like, I remember like this the last concert I went to, like, they're, the, they're doing like one of their slower songs, and like the lead singer has a really cool voice and really pretty voice. And they had this bass going, and it was just all you can hear is bass. You can, it was going so hard, you can feel it. Like, my chest is like vibrating. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't even hear the dude singing. It's like, why are you like. Senior like doing that stuff, like this senior like I don't know, he puts all that effort to like create that music and also it's wearing his voice down too. it's like what's the point you know it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, and like yeah, I think my favorite concert guys is... right, go, go ahead and make them. Oh um, I was gonna say, like later on we went to um a Who concert.
1: Oh yeah. So oh, you know the Who, they're a big band, you know, they're
0: around for a Wow, they're talented. So I was you know, I was up for it. I was excited for it. But then we got there and it was just freaking weird. Because again, same thing. It's too loud. I can't really concentrate on the music. And then there's just all this weird crap going on. Like there I saw this like it looked like a fifty year old guy with white hair, like getting high and drunk and just like headbanging. And it wasn't even like <laughs> intense song. He was just losing it. I was like, "You people,
1: <laughs> what crap is going on?" Uh, I was like, "I was like, I, I don't want to be the party pooper, but this is just weird." So hey, but yeah. I mean, on the flip side, that same concert I mentioned earlier, where I was like, we we're in this
0: little little venue, and you know, music was too loud and all that. Those were just the headlines once the actual main event came on, and it was uh, Marty Feldman from uh, Megadeth. Like, once he came on, it changed because he was really talented. Like, I'm sorry to say, he was really more talented than the last two people. So, I'm like, I actually enjoyed listening to the music because it was toned back a little bit. I could concentrate on it and enjoy it.
1: You know, it was good music. And,
0: uh, you mentioned earlier, Hammer, or, yeah, about how you can depend on how the band interacts with the audience, that they try to make it more fun. Um, I went to a National Parks concert with Chase, because that's one of his favorite bands. So we had a great time. I mean, there's enough people that there's a lot of energy, but not so many that you felt crowded. And The band was great. They actually started off singing in the middle of the crowd, like the two lead singers who husband and wife snuck into the back of the crowd so when they start playing i was like where are they and all of a sudden the spotlight came on and they were behind us they say hey
1: everyone
3: started
0: seeing like we loved it it was great
3: yeah so you you reminded me of another thought i also hope um that you might be able to comment on this lemon You, you have more experience with this um i hope it's not the venues also messing up the concerts you know purposely making it louder over selling tickets so they obviously get many as many people in there and so it just kind of ruins the experience even more um than it would have been if it was you know that they made the audio work properly or they didn't oversell so they'd have 50 people
2: per square foot you know right <laughs> yeah, i sometimes wonder because as yeah, i so packed and whatnot but, but yeah going back to like i just i've been to some classical concerts too that i really liked but part of me also kind of wonders like is it like like how different is it just like watching it on youtube or like watch or just listening to music like in headphones because i almost feel like that's more of an enjoyable experience because you can experience the music on like what you want i guess i don't know i don't know what to try to say but part of me is just wondering if like is it fair just to like listen to music like on your headphones and, just, and that's rather than trying to go to actual live concerts but
1: mm-hmm.
2: i don't know i okay. guess it depends who it is maybe i just wonder if it's um like it what makes like live events more enjoyable than actually just listening to it like through your device or just like listening to it through like audio recordings you know
0: well, I feel like kind of like what we were talking about with movie theaters versus streaming, it kind of depends on if you are in the mood for like being a part of a crowd, you know, cause it can be a lot of fun. It can be really energetic or maybe you just want to quietly listen to it by yourself and kind of enjoy it for yourself. So I think it just depends.
1: That's true. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I've had some really awesome experiences though at concerts for sure. I think just the past couple I've been to is just like, is overrated, but maybe just those experience weren't experiences weren't as good, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: but yeah. I guess it just it goes back to earlier about the movie theaters. Like, just go to the movie, go to the movies that you absolutely want to see, rather than just going to see every single movie that comes out. You know, like if you just want to watch a movie just to watch it, maybe just watch it on streaming. But if, if the movie actually means a lot to you and you're really hyped up to see it, maybe go see it in the theater because it'll be more fun that way. I guess it can apply the same thing to music as well. Yeah, and that
0: could even apply to just like stage performances in general. Because uh, my sister and I got back from a trip at Disney World and like they had this huge show called Harmonious. And it was really cool, you know, being there to watch it off with my own eyes. So then when we got home, we thought, well, we should watch the version that they have on Disney Plus, you know, where it was opening night. Um, my issue with that was that they had a bunch of celebrities and all these famous singers there, so they kept focusing on them, and then they cut away, show what was happening on the actual showboard, and then they'd cut back to the singers, and I'm like, you know, I appreciate everyone involved with this, but honestly, I just want to watch the show. So I
1: feel like it is kind of nice just being there in person and getting to have your own experience with it. Yeah. True. Oh, I did have like mm-hmm. a another question tied to that. Actually,
0: uh, what do you That's guys right. think about virtual? Oh, what did you guys think about virtual concerts? I remember uh, for Pokemon's, I think thirty twentieth or thirtieth anniversary, they had like a virtual concert with uh, what's that guy with the tattoo?
3: Malone. Who? Post Malone.
0: Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah. And then recently Facebook was pushing that they were going to have a virtual concert with B.I.G. Notorious, who's been dead for decades at this
1: point.
3: Okay. Yeah, so I just had a couple thoughts on it. Um, and then I'll probably be done. But one, I watch him like a YouTube video. If I'm forced to watch something in between, I'll just get up, do something else, play on my phone yeah and then two it's it's fun but it doesn't really feel like a concert
1: yeah that's my thoughts yeah I like think
2: it'd be, it'd be more of a cool like music video theme, but probably not as a concert yeah like if you had a VR headset it might be a little better
3: <laughs> they put you on the they put you on the background screens like the zoom calls
2: yeah <laughs> I guess the same Um, thing could be said about live streams, like how do you feel like live stream like musical performances? Because there's a few YouTubers I follow who do that. Like they they're just small upcoming musicians, they don't have the budget to go on tour, so they just do live streams and perform live on YouTube.
3: Huh. Yeah. that's kinda just this is kinda like a Twitch situation. I mean obviously they put on Twitch with the eight bit drummer. Um again it, it doesn't really feel like a concert. It feels feels like a performance, but a little different than a concert.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a good way to help like help smaller bands get discovered like you said, they have trouble getting out there. Yeah.
0: Actually runs a slightly off topic, but Zuba, a funny story about a guy that was streaming a, a big UFC fight. So he just put a controller on his lap in full view of the camera and pretended like he was playing one of the UFC games. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> people just jumped into watch.
3: Or the guy that was watching the fight, different fight, but it was uh, reflected off his sunglasses.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But, anyways, I think. Uh, I don't know. You time to wrap up, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We got a lot of fun talking about this stuff. So, uh, let's see. We'll get the episode out soon, and we'll start working on the next one. So, thanks for listening. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Thanks for coming. Like and subscribe. Okay. <laughs>